Welcome back to another episode of Product Thinking. I'm Kyle Evans. This week we are talking about shower thoughts, inner circles, networks, and prioritization. A monthly review from January. Another month, another host of great articles, listens, books, and other finds from Product Thinking and around the internet. So here's what you may have missed. So first up, a number of articles and posts from this month. Uh, first up, airline seat switching and the endowment effect. A really good one uh, recently. You know, the endowment effect is a psychological finding that people value things they own more than things they don't. So once you have something, you feel like it is worth more than when you don't have it. And once you recognize the endowment effect or loss aversion, it is as it is sometimes called, you will begin to see it more frequently and hopefully you can more easily identify it in yourself as well once you start to recognize it and when you're holding on to things or valuing your own possessions or ideas more simply because you have them already so it was a great read a great exploration of the endowment effect how it applies to airplane seat switching which we have and i have been paying attention to and experienced recently as well as other things. And I put in there some pictures of some product thinking mugs. I don't have those listed yet, but if anybody wants those, let me know and I will get them up and into a maybe a, a store that I can put up. So that is airplane seat switching in the endowment effect. Definitely check that one out, both the latest podcast episode, which you can find wherever you're listening to podcasts, as well as the a newsletter post, which you can find at productthinking.cc. Next up, uh, product prioritization, a strategic framework for building the right thing. This was a really interesting one for me to think through and write about, as well as hopefully for you to read, because product prioritization, especially product prioritiz- prioritization, is such an important topic. Working on the right thing is one of the most important aspects of product development is it is one of the key roles of product management. So understanding the right framework for getting our priorities correct is critical for all product managers and product teams. <clears throat> we can we can't overlook the broader strategic prioritization framework while we're considering how to prioritize within our products. So ultimately we can't miss the forest for the trees or the strategy for the backlog which happens so often. We can get caught up in the uh, prioritization frameworks without really thinking about the overall strategic framework that we're doing that in. So there's a really good article and podcast. Definitely check that one out. And finally, from this month, Crossing the Chasm, the book review. You know, Crossing the Chasm by Jeffrey Moore is a classic for a good reason. The principles are as relevant today as they were 20 years ago. And while the companies continually change... They need to understand that our marketing, sales, and product development need to adapt in order to meet the needs of the right group of customers at the right time will always be constant. So definitely check out that post, that podcast, and that book, Crossing the Chasm. So some other articles from around the internet. First up, why do we get our best ideas in the shower? I know this is the case for me. I count on my daily time in the shower, or walking, to let my mind wander for a bit. It is always my most creative time of the day, I think. So from this Washington Post article, uh, quoting from it, research shows 
The what is known as the shower effect can also occur outside the shower, and many of our best thoughts don't happen at work or school, but occur while going about our day with ideas incubating in the background. In a 2019 study, 98 professional writers and 87 physicists recorded their most creative idea each day, as well as what they were doing and thinking when it struck them. While most ideas occurred at work, 20% of the most meaningful ideas came while doing something else, washing dishes or taking a shower. Notably, the ideas the writers and physicists had away from their jobs were self-assessed to be just as creative and important as the ones they had at work. So I think that's a super interesting thing and one that I find to be super relevant. I'm honestly surprised that that's not higher, just given my personal anecdotal experience, but a really, really interesting study. Next up, how your brain distinguishes memories from perceptions. I guess continuing in this similar vein of ideas and perceptions and memories, I find it really fascinating to read about this and think about it because our minds are so complex and intriguing. So quoting from this article, even if there is a strong neurological similarity between memories and experiences, we know they can't be exactly the same. People don't get confused between them said Sarah Favilla, a postdoctoral scientist at Columbia University and the lead author of a recent nature communication study. Her team's work has identified at least one of the ways in which memories and perceptions of images are assembled differently at the neurological level. So really interesting. Uh, Definitely check that one out. So some other good listens from this past month, getting your pricing strategy right, a conversation with CEO Marcos Rivera. Uh, I thought this was a really, really great conversation because pricing and packaging are difficult uh, and most people and companies don't know how to do it well. But with the right data and right strategy, we can create the right pricing and packaging for our products and the right framework to ensure we are exchanging value with our customers in the best way. So Marcos and I, sat down and talked product pricing strategy and so much more. It was a great discussion. You can check that one out over on my other podcast, Product by Design, where I do these types of interviews and talk with lots of people within the technology industry, outside of the technology industry. It was a great conversation. So definitely check that one out. And then another great conversation I had this past month with Ellie Pacos, who is the CEO and founder of several different products, most recently Instafloss, uh, which is a really, really fascinating one. And this one is inventing, launching, launching, and positioning new products. So finding the right product market fit comes down to solving meaningful problem that people care about and are willing to pay for. So we talked about Ellie's journey, inventing, launching multiple products, lessons learned, how to ensure you not only find the right product market fit, but have the right people involved along the way. And quoting from this, you're never going to be ready. You are only going to be less unprepared. I thought that was a great little snippet from our conversation. So definitely check out the whole conversation over on Product by Design. You can find the link, of course, in this week's newsletter, which you can find in the show notes. Finally, who's in your inner circle? The idea of net of a network. And the people that you know has been coming up for me more and more this month. And just how impactful the right connection at the right moment can be. You never know when that can happen. So I enjoyed this podcast from Hidden Brain. And it touched on this topic and several others. And quoting from, from the summary of this, if you think about the people in your life, it's likely that they share a lot, of com- a lot in common with you. 
Maybe they like the same kind of foods or enjoy the same hobbies, but if you dig a little deeper, you may find that they share much more. They might make the same amount of money as you or share the same race. This week on this podcast, they talked with economist Luigi Pistaferi and Matthew Jackson about why we often surround ourselves with people who are just like us and how we can transform our lives by pushing back against that phenomenon. So really interesting thinking about our networks, the people that we know, and just how important that can be. So I thought that was a good one. Next up, in books, I've been reading a number of books this past month. I'll just call out one for right now, The Fall of Numenor, which I recently finished and thought it was excellent. If you want to know more about Tolkien's Second Age of Middle-Earth, you'll really enjoy this one. And it will give you an idea of why so many of us were really upset by the show The Rings of Power on Amazon, because it just falls so far outside of the established timeline and narrative that Tolkien created. So The Fall of Numenor, a really good book, won't dive too much into it here, uh, but we'll probably talk about it more in some other places, Uh, but definitely check that one out. If you're a Tolkien fan, Lord of the Rings fan, any of those things. Finally, Wrapping this one up, some interesting finds, or an interesting find, uh, and another article, Ancient Roman Concrete Has Self-Healing Capabilities. I'm a sucker for Roman history and for concrete because I just find it so fascinating. I find the history of Rome fascinating, the history of concrete fascinating, and some of the recent discoveries around Roman concrete are so cool, and they have found some new things just this past month. Um, my wife and I also recently got back from a trip to Rome, so doubly cool on all these counts. Romans apparently were using a special type of limestone in their concrete, and they also hot mixed it, which we don't do today, making it incredibly durable. It still blows my mind that they were doing this over 2,000 years ago. And then what's even more crazy is that we lost the knowledge of how to make concrete for so long and only recently rediscovered it in the last couple of hundred years. So it's just mind-boggling. But quoting from this article, the team then produced samples of what's called hot-mixed concrete using both Roman and modern methods. After the materials hardened, the scientists deliberately cracked the samples and ran water through the cracks. For the sample using ancient mixing techniques, the cracks had completely healed within two weeks and water no longer flowed through the material, the lime clasts had aided in a chemical process that resulted in self-healing. Meanwhile, an identical chunk of of concrete without the lime clast structure never healed, and the water just kept flowing through the sample. The difference is that the scientists believe the Roman process involved a highly chemically reactive form of lime called quicklime that aided in the self-healing process. The lime form is not used to make concrete today. They just... They knew what they were doing, and it's just crazy how well-built uh, so many of the things that they did were, especially compared to what we're doing today. It's just it's amazing that they were making concrete so well so long ago, and if only we knew how they were, they were actually doing it. Uh, anyway, that is it for this week's episode of uh, Product Thinking, a number of uh, articles, podcasts, Uh, other things. uh, Definitely check all those out. All of the links in this week's newsletter. Find that over at productthinking.cc. You can follow, you can of course subscribe there to the uh, newsletter, either either the free version or the paid version. 
You can follow us on social media at Product Thinking, just one T in the middle, on Twitter or on TikTok. And follow me in both of those places at Kyle Larry Evans. And until next time, keep questioning all those assumptions and we'll talk again then.